morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo, out here. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> so we just come from breakfast in fake London. That's a fake London. Fake London. Was it in Mitcham? Mitcham. Yeah, it was in Mitcham, Mitcham, which is fake London. M Town. <laughs> uh, we went to the Carvery for an all-you-can-eat breakfast. And it was pretty good, you know? Yes. Especially for like £4.70. It's a very decent yeah, meal. Yeah, it was really good. Everyone's got the artist right now. Yes. <laughs> Potentially other than Peter. <laughs> Have you got the artist? I've got, I've got the artist a little bit. Yeah, but I'm still functional. And like, it didn't help that we had to wake up early <laughs> to go to go eat breakfast. Um, can you imagine, like, Robert came and knocked on my door and that's when I got out of bed. Trust me. <laughs> mm. am, I, am I even surprised? Nope. <laughs> but I was ready by quarter past. <laughs> even though you were awake by, <laughs> like, ten past. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Yeah. So whilst we were there, Peter was talking about all these people that he's he's, he's, he's taking to this place, and then it reminded me of something I was reading. So I've I've been reading um, Green Lantern at the minute, right? Yeah. And they're focusing on how Jordan the Green Lantern because he was like the first human Green Lantern. Mm. And so his 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 backstory was that his his dad was a pilot, so so he wanted to be a pilot, and um, so like when he was younger, his dad took him. Onto like an on, onto like an airplane base, mm. and then he gave like the guards like a fiver, and so and then they were they were allowed to go in, and then he was gonna take his son for a ride, mm. and and he was like, but dad, I'm scared, <laughs> and, and and then his dad was like, you never flown with me before, and so they went and they flew and had a good time. Fast forward to the future, right? Mm. Um, he's older now. Now Cal has um, has brought babes. He he brings a. He makes her pay the god <laughs> to get into the base. And then he said, um, quality. and then he was like, um, yeah, I can't start dinner dates. So we're going to go flying. And, and she was like, why should we go flying? And he's like, because you've never gone, you never gone flying with me before. <laughs> and I read that. I was like, I'm sure he, he, he used that line on more than one girl. <laughs> and then later on, <laughs> he, took, he, go, he goes and does the same thing with another babes. Mm. And it got me thinking. Is it wrong to recycle bars? Yeah, recycle oh bars and like recycle dates. I was wondering where this is going. <laughs> uh, personally, I think if, for instance, like it, it, re- it, it, it reduces the novelty of it, it reduces how special it is if it's just what you do with every other babes. But then and you're but not making real memories. Or you are making memories, but it's like it's just recycled memories. But then I would argue it might not be special to you because you've already done it 10 times, but to her, it's the first time. So for her, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Wouldn't you want it to be special for you as well? If it's a first date, does it have, does it have to be special? Well, picture that like, one randomly, she remembers the date and she's like, oh, picture, um, do you remember when we did this? But then you remember doing something with somebody else and then you mentioned that and it's like no that, that wasn't me <laughs> and then it's just like oh well that's and you're like no it was you like we did this that 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 that, that. it's like no we, we just did this oh, especially well, if you're the kind of person that was like you're setting your ways you're right mate it's definitely you <laughs> it's like, no look at this selfie it wasn't me <laughs> I've seen I've heard like a married couple when the husband was like oh babes remember when we went to see this film and I was like, no, it wasn't me. No, it was you. Like, we went to the cinema, blah, 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 this and that. And it was like, no, you went with another girl. Peak. Well, that's that's awkward. 
Yeah, I think I think it's it's for both parties. It, it should be special. And I think just recycling something is it's, it's a bit lazy. It's a bit, you know. I think I think it very much depends on mindset. Um, if you're like that um, smash and dash sort of guy, then it doesn't really matter as much because potentially you would have gotten what you wanted after it anyways. And so if if you've got like a, a sequence of events that you know will set the mood up right and put you in a position to get what you want, then you can just follow that pro. You can just follow that routine. Formula for. You know, like that formula for the draws. You can just follow that routine to get what you want. Mm. And then afterwards, you know, I'm set. Even if I don't talk to you no more, like I'm good. But if it's... If it's a long-lasting thing, I would definitely say, like, I would agree with Peter in the sense of, like, nah, I would rather something special, something tailor-made to this person. And plus, for me, there's always there's almost a notion of comparison. So if you True. go yeah. to the same place frequently with different girls, you might start comparing one person's reaction to another person's reaction and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... Or even girls doing that to guys, mm. um, or suggesting the same place to guys and stuff. Mm. You might start comparing one person to the other, mm. which then just means that that person doesn't really know that they're being compared, and off the bat they're just having to work against somebody else yeah. to leave an impression. Oh. Whilst they just think that they're enjoying. Did you guys ever have any go-to places when it came to dates? No. Then again, I was in a hole. I didn't date that much. What is this? My car. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because <laughs> um, I had African parents, I couldn't really take them home. Um, straight. I'll talk about dates. Why are you talking about taking them home? <laughs> no, that was the point of his dates. You know, like that. Couldn't really take them home. Um, couldn't really take, go back to theirs, depending on who they were. So it was literally my car, whatever we like, could come up with or anything like that. But half the time, we will just chill. And we'll be chilling in the car and stuff. Mm. I think for me as well, it's mostly based on the person and what they would kind of mm. be interested in. And thus, it wasn't really a go-to place. It was just like, whatever you want, kind of thing. Oh. What about you, Robert? We know you've got the library. Library? Yeah. What library? You mentioned once that the library is like one of your places you'd like to take people on dates. Oh, the poetry library. Yeah, yeah sorry. Poetry should've, library. Should have specified yeah, poetry library. That's a nice place, just you know. Or that's that's not really a date place. That's just like a hey, let's go out and hang out, and then you can you can show them some 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 poetry. See if they've got got the spark, and it's nice. But I've got a few, a few, <laughs> a few spots, <laughs> a few spots. I mean, pro- proven to give results, get results. Yeah, oh and gosh. Uh, and but I don't think it's just because it gets results. Um. I feel like because the girls I have been interested in don't have the same have, have the same like um, interest as me. Okay. Take them to, to certain places mm. allows them to broaden the horizons a bit mm. and like show them things that they might not have necessarily seen no, before. Right, right. And, and yeah, so I've got two two places that you know. You willing to share any on the podcast? No. <laughs> That's <laughs> the case. Oh. One, one of the sisters are like, oh, she's <laughs> take me to that place yet. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> <laughs> Get some of the emails like, oh, really? Oh. 
Which number was I? <laughs> oh no, but I am always looking out for like other places just just so that when the, whenever a time comes, I've got a plethora. A plethora. A plethora. Of places to choose from. Um so now that um you guys are married, everyone likes to talk about how important dating is and like going on dates and da da da. Um you find it difficult to find places to go on dates especially knowing that this is a person you're going to spend the rest of your life with so why don't you take them somewhere you don't want to be taken to, to, to like them to the same place over and over again mm. or, or, or do you think that that's, that doesn't matter and it's more about spending time with the person as opposed to what you're doing I'll let Mo answer first because he's been married longer I think um, I think it's a mixture of both obviously as when kids come into play like Date nights have to be planned in advance, mm. babysitters and stuff like that, looking at what we actually want to do and stuff. Um, and admittedly, um, our date nights have been very few and far apart recently because of, cause of Leia and stuff. Um, but now that um, Leia's in nursery and Jamelia's on Rise and Scribes, we might be able to worm a bit more in. Um, I think it's... I think for us, it's more so around the activity rather than the um, location itself. Mm. So if we're like, oh, let's go watch a film. Cool, we've been to View Pearly Way so many times, mm. but it's the film that we're going to watch that matters, that counts. So we can go there like five times in a week, not that we do. But so long as we're watching different films, it doesn't necessarily feel as though we're going to the same place mm. because the experience itself is different. Or we could go pearly way and then go arcade or something else. So I think it's very much around the activity that we're doing rather than the place that we're going. Um, so we've been to the same place a few times, but we've done different things. So that's been helpful. And it's very beneficial as well that we've got overlapping interests. So most things that she likes, I likes. I like and vice versa as well. Um, and plus we try to do things that the other person likes. So she's taken me to a few galleries and I've, um, she's taken me to like, we've gone to like theatres and stuff like that. So we're trying to do things that the other person likes and try to encourage the person. Yeah, like just do creative things together. So I think it's more so around the experience rather than the actual place. <coughs> I think... For for us, because we we don't have that many overlapping interests actually. But then it's kind of like figuring out things that we would both enjoy, or even you know if it's things that she would enjoy, we do that. I think we haven't necessarily got like a weekly or monthly or regular date night kind of thing scheduled. We kind of just go as and when. We we want to, um, but I think the luxury of having no kids. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously something that we'd have to think about when kids come along and, and stuff like that. It's making it a bit more structured, a bit more in advance and planned. I think. Mm. Yeah. What's been the best date you guys have been on? It doesn't have to be with your wife, but you know, if you don't want to get in trouble, you can. <laughs> <laughs> And you asked this question while in Peter's house with his wife here. I know, right? 
No, for me, it was actually it was my wife. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was a place she took me for my birthday, and it stands out only because they brought us cucumber water as a palate cleanser at the beginning. And I just thought that was so posh and so like, so what's going on there? Like, what's cucumber that about? Water. I was just like, oh, I guess cucumber water is a palate cleanser. And it was a nice place in uh, Kent that Anita took me for my birthday. Nice. That was one of the best ones. Yeah. What is this? Um, there's been a few places actually. I think I think I took. Now Jamelia took me um, to a gallery for my birthday as well, but this gallery was around um, Black British history um, in Central London, and like I had absolutely no idea what it was, and. Yeah, just going there like she had booked, she had picked up tickets and stuff. Like I, I really, what I really enjoy about my dates with Jamelia, and which makes which like trumps everything else, is that she really puts in thought around the experience. So it's not just um, let's just go play football or something like that. But then, <laughs> you know, like that. It, but <laughs> Random. <laughs> Mad random. So random. But it's like there, there's a thought behind the experience. Okay. There's a thought behind it, and that there's. Oh, I know that he likes this, and I know that these are his interests, and blah blah blah. These are the overlaps. There's this event that touches all of these things. Mm. We can go there. We can both enjoy it. And so I really like the experiences, um, and I like the thought. And ex- yeah, I like the experiences and the thought that go behind it. And I think for me, that's what makes those the best. So yeah, the one to the f- um, picture exhibition mm. in central London about black British history was really good. I got to take pictures there, James took pictures, like there was photography all over the place and just looking at black British history as well. It was really good. Um, yeah. I find What's been your favorite um, date? Oh, pagan! Definitely going to Comic Con. That was a date. Yeah, we, we, well, when you went with us, because <laughs> we didn't know it was a date. I haven't been with you to Comic Con. You, you have? Didn't you go? No, I didn't go with you. You met us there. No, I didn't go with you guys. Remember, that was. Oh yeah, you didn't go because we we bought swords and stuff. Yeah, and I wasn't, he wasn't there. there. Oh, it was John and his friend that we met. Yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this was. I think this was the. So you shagged us to go over girl. Oh no no no! This was this was like years ago. You like avoiding us the whole day. I didn't go. I was like watching out. On it. I told you I didn't go. But no, this this you was. You didn't the go because the girl wasn't going. Basically, <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> no. But like the first, I, th- I think it was the first time I went to Comic Con. Yeah, my first Comic Con was with a baby, so we just made a day of it. And mm-hmm. because she's not into that whole side of mm. like cartoons and stuff, rather hurt my heart. One time, there was like this like poster of all these like X-Men <laughs> and she couldn't name any of them. <laughs> I said, who's that? She said, Superman. I said, no, that's Magneto. <laughs> she went for the first superhero she could think about. Superman. Superman. But, then, but, 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 then, but then because it was, wasn't something she was, she, she was used to, mm. it was just so much fun like allowing, allowing her to see all these with, with, with people dressing up and mm. all these mm. different things. Mm. 
And then she tried on a few kimonos. Mm. She looked hot in them kimonos, fam. Who was it? Huh? Who was it? Please, 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 please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I could just ask casually and maybe drop a name or something. I don't want no trouble. <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. so we, we spent a good few hours there. Mm. Then we went and yeah we had and then we had some good conversations afterwards as well and mm, conversations good conversations yeah. good conversations great yeah. conversations getting into her mind and that um <laughs> anyway so i find it interesting that you guys best dates were not dates that you planned but rather your spouses planned true do you find that your spouses are better when it comes to dates than you are i don't know i don't know well evidently if the best one uh, was one that she planned, so yeah. I yeah. didn't want to say the best one was something that I planned because I just found out I'd be prideful. Oh, so um, you think this? <laughs> do you think I'm prideful? <laughs> yes. Is that, is that a rhetorical question? Mate. Um, no, bruv. <laughs> if the best date is the best date, then you say it's the best date, is it? So, Gems and I had a system going on, um, going on dates every two weeks. Mm. Um, two weeks Saturday. But, what we were doing was we would alternate planning it and it would always be a surprise. Mm. So the food. Um just had breakfast after. Mate. What's it? So um I really like that system because at any given point in time we're looking at how can I surprise my my um other half. Mm. And so it's like you're tiptoeing, booking stuff, planning stuff without them knowing. Um, Sounds awfully like <laughs> practicing cheating, but yeah. But on. it's for for the person's benefit, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. not against the person. Um, and so, it, <laughs> argument can be made that cheating in secret is for the other person's benefit as well. Let's keep it marriage together, you know. I'm not I'm not pre- I'm not pressuring them with all of my desires and burdens. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it, it was that that was really nice. I think, um, I can't remember. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while since the last one that I planned. Am I even surprised? As I said, like, ever since later, <laughs> like, date nights have been a myth. Um, so what's been the best day that, that you've planned in, in your humble opinion? When I took her to see Barbershop Chronicles. What's that? It was a black play. It was a play in um, National Theatre. Okay. And I think I messaged you to find out good restaurants in Waterloo. In Waterloo. Did you end up eating in Waterloo? Yeah, we ended up eating in Waterloo. But we ended up cutting it hella fine. It was a a Turkish place. I think it was one of the Turkish places that you sent us. Um... It was, it was really nice, but we literally had to like, so we had food at a Turkish place. We wanted dessert, but we didn't like their desserts. So we left there and went to Byron to get dessert. But by the time the dessert had come and we started eating it, we were like, we're going to be late for the show. So we literally bagged up the desserts, ran um, to the show. And I, I, that's the most recent one that I remember. And I really enjoyed it because it... <laughs> Like James had wanted to see that film for the lo- uh, see that play for the longest, and the first time it came around, she couldn't get a ticket. But then I had spoken to someone who worked at National Theatre, and I was able to get tickets for a discount. 
Um, that's not why I was the thing, but it's like I was, I was able to. <laughs> that was definitely what I was doing. But it's um, I had I've been able to like recognize that she wanted to see it. She didn't get to see it. I've been able to speak to someone, get the tickets, not only get the tickets, but get them much cheaper than she would have been able to get them. Because Amelia is very much on like searching around for a bargain sort of thing. So I, I felt a sense of pride that right, like not only have I gotten, I've gotten good tickets for relatively cheap which allowed me to splash out even more on dinner. So I was, even, I was able to be like, literally like, wherever you want to go, we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, these are a few options. Pick where you want. <laughs> That's funny. You can go wherever, wherever you want to go, but these are the options. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you got to get, where do you want to eat? And it's just be like, um, so it's like, we've got Thai, we've got this, we've got that, we've got this. Mm. What do you fancy? And then she was like, Turkish. All right, cool. We've got a few different options. What do you want? So you've got like a more... Um, cost effective one and then we've got something that you splash out a bit more on mm. we went and splash out a bit more ate there had dessert went to the thing and it, it was amazing mm. like she wanted to go see it again mm. but I think all the tickets were out RPD your turn I don't I was just thinking now as, as, as most I, I probably need to step up my game because I don't really plan dates I just kind of spontaneously we go and do something or we go somewhere okay so what's um, so, so, so what's been your best spontaneous um <coughs> Probably we went to a restaurant in Croydon actually. Um, Yemen. I don't know if you guys know the place. No. Is it called? Yemen. Yemen. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Why are you Yemen? Um, it's a brasserie. It's like a really. It's actually really high end considering it's in Croydon as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. Uh, I think any had lobster. I think Ooh. the other thing with me as well is like I just I don't like taking unnecessary risk. So if I go to a restaurant. And there's chips and fish on there. I'll go for chips and fish as oh. opposed to something dangerous or untoward. So, it's fine. Um, so that was yeah, that was um, that was pretty much when I went to. It was I I would say it's the best because again it wasn't really planned and Anita liked it. So if she likes it, then that's cool. Spontaneity might be your thing. What do you think? What do you think? What What's you think the point of a date for you? If like if you get the draws, is that the is that the end game or like what 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 constitutes a successful date for you? If we've had fun, what kind of fun? Just like fun. So like, when it comes to dates, I don't like going out to like dinner and stuff like that. Okay. So I, I'd be more inclined for us to go to like an like an arcade or something. Arcade, so we can, we can play some games, or we go out and do something. So like, if if, if we won't. If if we're gonna eat, we won't go to like have a, have a sit down meal. We might go to that's this one ice cream shop in 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 Oldwich, and they they do ice cream cones, mm-hmm. but then they they do like a ring of cotton candy around it. Oh, I saw, I saw it's what's it called milk something milk train milk train yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like so I like, saw it on Instagram yesterday. Yeah, so like stuff like that. So it looks like diabetes. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to eat, but it's so fun, and like. Anything where we can just have fun and, mm. and, and spend as much time laughing and just having good times, mm. you know, when when you when you go out to eat, like trying trying to talk and eat at the at the same time, it's just not very romantic. Depends on how you're eating. <laughs> They're feeding each other. Mask it. Planes coming in for London. Not open up. Um, else is coming for London, you better open up. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys think um, spontaneous dates are better or organized dates are better? 
Who do you think each one has their place? Yeah, I think, I each, think one each one has, has their place. place. Um, Definitely. Yeah. It's good to be able to just be like, oh, let's just up and leave and go somewhere. Mm. Um, you can't really do that as much when you've got kids. Mm. Unless, like, they're in nursery and you've both got the time. Um, but the, the thing that I almost dislike about spontaneous dates is depending on what it is, you might get there and it might be full. So yeah, if you go to the true. arcade, that's you might true. get there and it's full. Yeah. If you, oh, let's go bowling. You get there, all the lanes are taken up. Well, what are we going to do now? So it's like, that's why a little bit of full planning might, but you don't necessarily, you just need to up and go. Let's go bowling, cool. You can call them, see if there's a lane and book it before you get there. So that still constitutes spontaneity. Um, so yeah, there's just working around availability and just making sure that what you want to do, you can actually do without um, wasting the day per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is, is dating played out though? Is it overrated? Is it like a marketing scheme? Is there ways to, whatever you're, so the reason I was asking about what a successful date is, is to ask, can you do something that gets you the same results without it having to be a date? I think, like you saying, that reminds me of my first girlfriend, actually. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Only because, like, we spent a lot of our time in her house watching TV. (laughs) Netflix and chill. Well, she 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 like um, hooked me on onto Friends and America's Next Top Model, two very banger shows. Must be said. Um, Did you even watch it? Yeah, but it was interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like seeing You're doing it wrong, Robert. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like seeing who got sent that, home. That's not how Netflix and chill works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I know how. <laughs> <laughs> first, we watch TV. <laughs> then we can do whatever we do it. But TV always comes first. <laughs> Thirty minutes, mate. Um. But yeah, um, was, yeah. So I think that maybe things wouldn't have gone south so quickly. No, it, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll just say that I think that maybe our, our relationship wasn't as fun as it it could have been because okay. cause we spent so much time indoors mm. as opposed to going out exploring, going out to eat. Because mm. like I know she was a foodie, so knowing that I could have spent more time taking her out to different types of restaurants. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just having Oof. fun for for, for, uh, for me, dates are about having fun mm. and about almost taking yourself out of the like everyday routine routines mm. routines of life. Okay, what do you well, think? being well, I was gonna ask being married and you know, obviously having a kid, and thus I'm presuming being more conscious about spending and stuff like that. Do you find, like you mentioned, you know looking around and, and bargain hunting mm. kind of thing. Mm. Do you find it always has to be a date to gain those results of having fun with your spouse? I think um, having fun with your spouse, no. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a date. But I think there is, we do find that both of our, again, love languages, mm. both of our love languages very high up is quality time. Mm. And so actually carving out, so carving out that time to be like, all right, this day or this afternoon or this evening, whatever, it's just going to be me and you, mm. baby's away, and we're just going to chill. Um, where my phone is off, it's to the side, you're the object of my attention. Um, 
does a lot for us. Mm. And it doesn't have to be we're going out to do something. It could just be we're just going to sit at home and watch a film. Mm. Um, Ordering a a pizza or something like that. Potentially cook together and stuff. But there is the notion of coming out of the norm, coming out of the day-to-day routine. Mm. Because if we drop layer off at nurse, we come back home and then I go on my laptop, she goes on hers and we're just doing whatever. Mm. We're still in the day-to-day routine. So even though we're spending time together, it's not quality time together. So I think it's quality time that comes out of the routine to be like, I'm placing emphasis on us mm. for now, um, for uh, this period. I, I, I would also like that, that spending quality time doesn't always equal spending money. Yeah, it doesn't. Because mm. like some of my favourite times have just been at home with babes <laughs> doing the crossword. <laughs> but like, you know, just, just doing it together. It makes it fun and it makes it so much easier to do the crosswords. Mm. Crosswords aren't easy, you know, because you're dumb. Stress. You don't know. <laughs> if I'm most last crossword you did, you don't know don't the answer. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know, it's too, stress- <laughs> too stressful. Because it's, it's references that I don't understand. I'd rather, I'd rather Sudoku or Sudoku, however you pronounce it. Yeah. Sudoku's nice. Sudoku's nice. Yeah. I laugh, but yeah, crosswords are actually quite hard. I, I don't do crosswords. I do word searches. Yeah, word searches are <laughs> me. Word searches are the <laughs> way forward. So easy. So here are the words. It's just fine. Oh, no, but crosswords, they help you to like expand your vocabulary because then it, it like allows you to I imagine words. they do. It's just sometimes the references are so... Like, yeah, the questions are like... It, yeah, especially if you get it from like the newspaper or something. Mm. Some of the I references the are very, very like you have to be watching stupid tv or stuff like that and I, mm. I just don't watch that anymore so i I never get the references but mm. yeah no, but yeah i definitely agree like we've we've had um a date night where we dropped layer off and then we literally just came back home ordered a pizza and watched the film together mm. um and so just that time it doesn't you don't really need to spend money um you need to be creative um with what you do and just make it about the person, make mm. it about each other, explicitly. Mm. Um, <laughs> Explicit content. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you're married. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think it's important. Robert, how has dating affected your staying pure in the relationship? If that was ever a point of, uh, if that was ever a priority for you. I think it's helped. Okay. In the sense that if you're out dating, you know, spend this as much time indoors. <laughs> got you, got you. Okay. And, and but yeah, it doesn't stoke any fires that needn't be stoked. Fam, even if there are there are, there are fires being stoked, there's no opportunity to, to to act upon those those fires because you're out. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's <laughs> like? There's bathrooms. There's cars. <laughs> What? Let's never go down that road. Because <laughs> I could tell you a couple stories about <laughs> Fam. Oh, God. Oh, no, no. My boy is usually called man Tarzan. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but uh, no, 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 ever since I, I, I've been serious about the whole babies thing. I thought you were going to say serious about God. God. You know what I guy's priorities, man. Oh, no. No, no. Because, because I've been serious about God a lot longer than I've been serious about beeps mm. if that makes sense mm. Mm. so so I wouldn't now even if I had the opportunity to like go to a bathroom with babes I wouldn't want to <laughs> because if, if I'm dating you it's because I can see a future with us gotcha, but gotcha. if you're coming to the toilet with me <laughs> we ain't got no future <laughs> Sam you used to go, go to the toilet with babes yeah huh? have I been to a toilet with babes okay I've been to the toilet with babes once was it once once 
I've been to a disabled toilet ever, mate. Oh, yes. Uh, it was a disabled toilet. Oh, okay. <laughs> need that room <laughs> <laughs> to maneuver. <laughs> Hope and pray that no one pushes that. No one tugs on that red cord. <laughs> she was helping me. <laughs> I actually haven't been to a toilet with a baby, but I have caught a couple of baby in the toilet before. That must be so awkward. Yeah. I think I caught um, a couple in uni in... in in one of the rooms. In our uni? Yeah, yeah. One of the classrooms? <laughs> yeah, in, was it the Francis Bancroft? <laughs> it was that room where we used to have our Unite meetings. Mud, yeah. mud is defiling the sanctuary. <laughs> it was. So you had to pray before those meetings? <laughs> it was, yeah. And then Cast out the spirit oh, of Jezebel. Someone told me actually. Someone told me about that thing. Yeah. And I think Sydney mentioned it or something. Yeah, they thought they were slide by that like, turn off the light. <laughs> Wait, wait, were they actually in the meeting as well, or were they just using a room prior to the meeting? No, no, this, this was like, um, like after hours in uni. Mm-hmm. I guess you know you have to take advantage of every opportunity. Gosh. Anyway, let's have some hookups. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's about time. Mud. Who's going first with the hookups? Um, 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 what's my hookup for today? All right, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. All right, so my hookup for today would be a, um, it's another app, Today Ticks, because we're talking about um, dates and, and whatnot. Today Ticks is like... Um, What's it called? Today Ticks. Today Ticks. Today T-I-X. Um, okay. And you use it to find various um, deals on tickets to theater and okay. plays and stuff um so it would be really useful to anyone that's you know trying to step up a game like i am now um yeah today ticks it just gives you all the best deals you can highlight certain uh shows that maybe you want to see and then whenever there's a deal on those shows you'll just get a, a notification um it looks at theaters around you as well Tells you what's going on, so it's a it's a really really useful one. Oh. Yeah. Okay, my hookup for today is an anime se- an anime series mm. called Your Light in April. Oh gosh. And this is that on Netflix? I think I saw it on Netflix. It might be. I don't know. I I'm think not, I saw. I'm it on not a Netflix, Netflix person. Yeah. So the funny thing is, sorry, sorry to interrupt your hookup. I think after you first mentioned it to me, because you first mentioned it that yeah, you were I'm reading it or watching it or something, yeah. and then I I saw it like. Either in my YouTube thing, it got suggested or on my Netflix. I'm just like, yeah, you they're, watch it. They're listening. No, of course I didn't watch it. I think you'd enjoy it. So like, I definitely would not. It's a romance or some stupid stuff. So like that's right. The pr- the premise is, it's about this boy. He's like this like prodigy piano player. Yeah. Um, but then his um, his mom died, and his mom cursed him. Yeah. With um when she died, so now that whenever he plays the piano, he can't hear the notes that he's playing. So it's like he'll be pressing the notes, but he but he can't hear anything. So he's he, he's in a bit of a, <laughs> a tough situation, and then he meets this girl who's like this like violinist uh, and like this like happy girl, lucky girl, and then she wants she wants him to be her accompanist, and she wants him to get back into playing, and it's just their story. Do you need to hear the notes to play? Because with a piano, it's digital, isn't it? It's just you know what the keys will do. Oh yeah, no, no, you no. can't play yeah, without you can, hearing it. You, you can play, but then it's, it like takes takes away from the experience. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. So, like, imagine singing and not be able to hear what you're singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, no, the reason I say that is because singing is very much, it's, it's analog in that I need to be able to hear and then control and modulate my voice to what I'm doing. But then with piano, piano I know that these keys, like if I hit this <coughs> chord, I know what it's going to, or I know this is the right chord to hit. That's the right chord to hit. That's no, but right I feel like it would be the same with singing. So like if you could hear yourself singing before yeah. and, and, and and then you lost it, yeah. you would still be able to sing all McDonald's because cause, cause you know the song. How but you wouldn't know if, if your if, voice if, was in tune, yes, like pitch exactly, was right and stuff. Exactly. Like that's half of the people on America's Got Talent. Stress. It's people that are singing and can't hear themselves. Oh, and that's stress. why they're singing. Intriguing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you're playing keys, like yeah. A, B, and C will always oh. be A, B, and C, whether I can hear it or not. If that yeah, so sense. like, um, yeah. So, so, like, like I think it series. depends on what, if you're playing a digital keyboard, then yes. If you're playing a... Kind of organ or something. Organ or something. Then or yeah, something. she needs to be tuned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but so like, so like he did, and uh, like, like even I, if I know, like, the notes, mm. I can still play tune even, even if I can't hear it. Cause, mm. Mm. well, then there's no fun in that. Just no, hearing of course, pop, yeah, pop, 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 pop. Of course, yeah. I was just, yeah, I'm just thinking. The way too much into an anime. Don't do that. Oh. Yeah. The way I'm like, inching into a sleeping position. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you were from sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully laying down on Peter's sofa. Just, oh. I'm, I'm slumped. Um, my hookup for the week is an album. I, I have the album, but I don't know if it's. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I bought it, but I knew that was a lie. It's um, <laughs> the fact that you distinguish between that. I was like, wait. Yeah. I have the album, um, so I don't. I don't know if it's on Spotify or not. But I'll have a look and send the link through. It's one one six click, um, thirteen letters. Oh, okay, okay. So they go through the Pauline epistles and just rap about them, mm. um, and it's dope. It's absolutely dope. Was this before they they removed Christ, Christ from the mission statement? Yes. Okay. This sure. this was years. This is years back <laughs> when I was still. Even, even though they've removed Christ from the mission statement, per se, they haven't removed it from the songs. Uh, right, yeah, well, let's not get to that. Difference. <laughs> I'm not even a rich guy, to be honest. But yeah, cool. I've got I've gone back onto lap mode. Mm. I've gone back onto lap mode. But um, yeah, Reach one one six. Um, Reach Records one one six. Thirteen letters is the name of the album. It's got like a is the album covers black and it's got 13 in red but it's like i think it's got letters which spells out the 13 mm. um dope album my favorite um tracks are by shylin and triply mm. so yeah cool so those are your hookups for this week it is on spotify actually calm yes excellent mm. all right so back to green lantern so most people will know um Maybe Hal Jordan and John Stewart as as, as Green Lanterns. Most mm. um, people know John Stewart from Justice League. Mm. Um, but they're, they're he's a black guy, right? Yeah, he's a black guy. Yeah. So, but they've, they've actually, there's actually now six human Green Lanterns. Okay. So you've got Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, um, Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner. We're gonna get into Kyle Rayner in a minute. And there's and now there's Simon Baz, okay, a Muslim um, Green Lantern. Cool. And he's funny because like he's he's got a Green Lantern ring, but he's but he like carries around a gun. <laughs> to you just in case the, the ring fails. 
that's bad. White woman's not had to have the gun. And, and it's, it gets even better <laughs> because the ring came to him whilst he was in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Mud. Right. But he's a cool character. And, and, and last one is Jessica Cruz. And she's interesting. Oh, so they got a female Green Lantern. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's good. And her, her story is interesting. So she watched her friends get killed mm-hmm. and ran away. And like she was so traumatized by it that she stayed in her in her apartment for like three years. Mm. And she just been suffering from anxiety, mm. which is kind of cool a cool um, contrast because to use the Green Lantern ring, you have to no fear. Yeah, but my favorite Green Lantern is Kyle Rayner. Yeah, because he is he's always been the most creative um, Green Lantern. Mm. So like before he 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 became one. He was a comic book artist. Mm. So that when you see his like the like stuff he, he like creates with his ring. Constructs, constructs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like so like he'll he'll make like Gundams and mm. stuff like that. And then he was even like training one of the other Green Lanterns on like how you could use a ring. Mm. And then one of the things he did was like he he created a, a giant version of himself mm. playing like a pinball machine. Mm. And and the ball was the guy he was training. <laughs> it was it was really cool. So, um, so I thought in the That's disrespect mm. in, in, in the spirit of Carina, it's been a while since we talked about our creative um, journeys. So okay. I thought we could have a recap on like, on, 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 not a recap, but like come back and, uh, and see where we now are in our mm. search for creativity. Mm. That's, and I, that's actually dope. And, and like I also want to talk about what do we do to stay um, inspired Okay. So who wants to go first? So, so what are people's sources of inspiration these days when it comes to being creative? Um, I, I'll go. Um, I find that my notion of creativity has expanded a lot. Mm. Um, so I, in in pursuing creativity, I've 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 watched like a lot of TED talks and stuff like that. I'll definitely encourage you guys to do the same. Um, and so within the TED talks, we're looking at there were one of them was talking about the difference between creativity and art. Mm. And I did some research into that as well, and just like just the different nuances. So, as an artist, you're going to be creative. But as a creative, you won't necessarily be an artist. Okay. Um, so art speaks about the technical ability and creativity speaks about the ability to think outside of the box and to th- have new perspectives and mm. new yeah new perspectives like looking at stuff mm. um so i found that because of that i found that i have started to look to broader areas in terms of um inspiration and just drawing um creativity i, f- I found that <laughs> Even though I do videography, that's what that's what has expanded since the last time we spoke explicitly about creativity and art. Mm. I was just doing photography, but now I'm doing videography as well, and I've picked up um, illustration, mm. so it's expanded a bit more. But um, I find that I'm getting a lot of inspiration from mangas and animes. Mm. So I'm I'm reading and watching a lot, and I was getting inspiration from Peppa Pig. Jeez, like no word of a lie. I'm watching Peppa Pig. Madness. I'm watching Peppa Pig. Yeah, 
and I'm looking at it from a videography perspective and I'm like, these guys are following the rule of thirds. That's a medium <laughs> shot. That's an establishing <laughs> shot. Mm. And I'm just like, these guys are actually staying true mm. to the videography um, technicalities, mm. Mm. even in Peppa Pig. Like, rule of thirds. All right, why is Peppa placed there and other person's placed there? It's placing mm. emphasis on Peppa. It's like the size difference and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm watching these things mm. and I'm just like, I can see technically how they're piecing it together mm. even though it's a very childish program mm. but technically I can see how they're piecing it together mm. and I'm seeing how they're using pants mm. and like tracking and stuff like that and I'm just like okay and I think it pushes me in a sense of there's a difference between a film and a cartoon in a sense of it's limitless in a cartoon mm. you don't have physical equipment to move around mm. You can just move around the illustration and stuff. So what you can do is almost limitless. Mm. So it pushes me outside of thinking these are what I'm stuck with based on my equipment, mm. but rather having me thinking, what do I want the scene to look like? Mm. How can I get it? Mm. So yeah, um, mm. literally cartoons, animes. Um, for illustration, I'm watching a lot of... Um, getting back into comic books mm. so just reading comics and stuff and playing games um, yeah and just little things like my daughter mm. running around and stuff mm. um, but it's just normal interaction and stuff mm. but yeah creativity has expanded um, and because my notion of what creativity is has been enlightened a bit that's allowed me to look to random areas for inspiration mm. Um, one thing that I came across as well was if you some people believe if you want to be a photographer you should consume a lot of photography mm. um, but one person was arguing if you want to be a good photographer consume things outside of photography as well that mm. can then influence and feed into your photography mm. so potentially graphic design potentially film potentially other things mm. that will feed into it but even music mm. that will feed into it um and it doesn't have to be concretely like another artistic thing. You could look at business, mm. um, entrepreneurs and stuff, and that might feed into it as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just drawn me out of a sort of a bubble mm. to just look at different things. I think I found it interesting that you mentioned TED Talks because there was a TED Talk I was listening to, this is years back, by the woman that wrote the book Eat, Pray, Love. No. <laughs> Just, no, <laughs> because, because 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 I thought you were going to say someone else. I was like, no, that's, that's, that's not the same person. And yeah, the, the lady that wrote that book, she was she did a TED talk on uh, nurturing creativity, and it stood out to me because she was talking about techniques that some she because the whole eat, pray, love thing is about traveling and stuff like that. And she said in her travels, she met a um, a tribe or something, and their view of creativity was embodying this spirits and stuff like that and the spirits bring the ideas that they then translate into creativity and for me as a christian i was just looking you're just talking about being able to channel or being able to access essentially the holy spirit and the creativity that is god and then bring that out obviously these guys are not talking about god but then oh, it's like we're looking for it's it's all these pagan explanations for things that i think are part of the Christian experience being made in the image of uh. a creator, a creator God. Um, and so 
her whole thing was not putting the pressure of creating on yourself, but the idea of taking from a realm that we cannot see and bringing it into a realm that we can see is the essence of creativity. And once you remove that pressure from yourself, you give yourself the opportunity to truly express it as freely as you can. So mm. that kind of stood out to me in uh, in in over the years, and and I think just uh, just yesterday, or no, not yesterday, two days ago, uh, one of our pastors was leaving church, and he only told us I think on Thursday or Wednesday, and by Thursday they're like I should write a poem about it, and I was just like, no, because it's two days, mm. um, not not. I just didn't feel it's my my thing was or thinking about it was I never really write poems I just it comes to me kind of thing mm. and it's whatever God is saying in the moment so if God's not saying anything I'm not going to manufacture but I think for me the the in thinking on all of that the conclusion I came to was what we create or our creativity at least in my case is literally doing what God has called me to do. So when it comes to me, when the poem comes to me, then I write it down. The skills and all the technicalities end up just being a means to capture that thing that God is bringing more accurately. Um, more accurately or, or um, in, a, in a clearer sense. And so it's important to build the skills to learn about sibilance, to learn about rhyming schemes and, and stuff like that. But all those things just enable me to capture what God is bringing anyway. And that's been, for me, like uh, the approach I bring to my, my creativity now. I think for me, um, when it comes to like poetry and just like story writing in general, my stuff is very like storyline based, so like you, you can see there's a beginning, middle, and and, and yeah. if you ask someone a word poem about, you could you could like tell the story of the poem. Yeah. So one thing that I've been looking at a lot more recently is um, character development. Mm. So like really knowing the characters that I am talking about mm. in in <laughs> sorry, the whole TV is this is funny. <laughs> so insensitive, you know. Um, <laughs> well yeah um so yeah so, so 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 just like knowing the characters and I, I was watching this video about what makes a good um a good villain in like movies and stuff and the, and um what, what what the guy said is that even if the villain is not the main character of the film mm. the main character is the main character of his film mm. so so it's good it's important to make every person within it feel like a main character. That's exactly what they do with the Infinity War, yeah. actually. So... <laughs> Pagans. So, um, yeah, so, like, when I I read, I, I, I look at how well and, and, like, how fleshed out a character is. So, with stuff like Game of Thrones, it's, like, amazingly written. And the way it's written, you can see the, the, the character development because um, the books aren't, like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Each each chapter is from the perspective of a different character in the book. Right. So that so that way you get to see more of that character mm. fleshed out, mm. and it makes for really, really interesting thinking, mm. because like uh, I, I feel I think I said um, before that it really blurs the line between if a character is good and bad, mm. as a, um because this person might look bad because. 
we've decided that the main character is the good guy. When um, if the story had been about this other person, then in our eyes that that, that would have been a good guy. Other yeah. person would would have been yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. So um, yeah, so so just reading a lot of stories, mm. and then seeing how well they're written, seeing seeing how they develop, even in something like comic books, reading stuff like Batman, mm. and then look at look, looking at his relationships with like the, the um, different characters, so mm. characters like the Joker, mm. and the whole thing of if he just killed the Joker then so many less people would die. But then... It's very irresponsible on Batman's back. <laughs> it is. But then Batman says that if he killed the Joker, then he would just go around killing all villains. So it's just about... It's about knowing yourself. Oh, <laughs> so I really. don't see a problem with that, but... <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah. And then... Um, when it comes to poetry, it's, it's, it's very easy to... to, like, hyperbole everything and make everything seem so much more larger than life than it is. Mm. Um... I found that the stories I, um, I, resonate base, I, I resonate best with is when they are very human and normal, mm. and you're not look you're not using all that grandiose stuff to to, to like tell a good story. Mm. Like like if you can tell a good story with just the mundane stuff, mm. then I, I feel like you're so much more of a better mm. a writer. Mm. Then because then it's actually you and your skill as opposed to using all these like bells and whistles and stuff yeah yeah um so yeah mm. um what's that oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to mm. echo what peter was saying as well in the sense of i went through a phase of placing a lot of emphasis on my ability to be able to be technically good to be able to look at a picture and stuff like that but then Gems one day was like, if you truly believe that your artistry and your creativity is a gift of God, then there has to be a spiritual element to your development as well. Um, and so, yes, putting work into the technicalities and stuff, but never negate the fact that it's a gift and the author of that gift is at work in terms of inspiration and stuff as well. Um, and as people were saying, as soon as you almost remove that weight of expectation and stuff off of you and allow the author of your giftings to help you direct and see where you're actually meant to channel those, it's it's a lot easier to function in a way that is natural. Mm. So just gaining understanding as to photography is such a broad um, field mm. videography is such a broad film uh, field illustration is a broad field but allowing God to be like alright you should focus on this specifically mm. yes you might do it through a lot of trial and error in the sense of you be taking a lot of pictures and you feel like now I'm gravitating towards this through prayer and stuff you feel like yeah I feel like I should go through this I should go to this um, there's a lot of um, liberty um, within that but also it clicks in and things just function as they should do. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely just echo what Pia was saying and just say, yeah. You feel like doing stuff for God, does your stuff, does your stuff, does your stuff then have to be Christian? So like, do you think it's that- to make a porn of a God. <coughs> No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's not go all the way to porn. Mad. Just say. Let's, let's, let's not go all the way to porn. But let's say, arguably, hey. <laughs> so, like, let's say if if you pick someone like um, J.K. Rowling. So, 
if she was a Christian, mm-hmm. would it have been wrong for her to create something like Harry Potter, which is about wizards and magic and all of that? Well, like C.S. Lewis created the uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, but yeah, but that's not magic. That's the the witch. The witch magic. I I think I, I think in answering your question, I think that it's it it doesn't that there's I mean apart from the very obvious Christian undertones to C.S. Lewis's um, especially the line the witch the wardrobe. Um, it doesn't mention Christ. So it doesn't. It doesn't do the things that we conventionally think make it Christian. Mm. And I think, as as you were saying, you know, being able to use a mundane thing to tell a good story, or being able to tell a fundamentally Christian story without using the conventional, um, conventionally accepted things that make something Christian, uh, is is uh, is is um is proof of a good artist. Uh, you look at um, what's his face, um, Lord of the Rings guy as well. Um, T R R Tolkien, yeah, T R R Tolkien. Again, it just contrasts the um, depravity of man with all of these otherwise lesser or greater creatures like the elves or the hobbits and stuff like that. And I think again, it tells a fundamentally Christian concept of the depravity of man without having to use conventionally accepted mm. Christ. Um, and that's not that's not disparaging Christ, but then it's not. Like you might see in some Nigerian movies where it's, you know, it's just the pastor praying and casting out all the demons and then things are good and that's a Christian movie. Or or because they say, all glory to God after the fact, then it's a Christian movie. Nah, I think... They sing a gospel song at the end of the film. Exactly. Then it makes it Christian all of a sudden. And then everyone gets married at the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But do you know what? I I, am... I'm currently studying through a art and culture module which is very fascinating so when christianity first um was developed came came up and stuff um established it was very dangerous to be a christian and so they actually repurposed a lot of greek artwork for christian purposes and so they've taken something that was non-Christian, given it a different meaning, and they were using it in the in Christian context and worship and stuff. I found that interesting. Sounds like Christian rap. Hey, relax now. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think it sounds like Christian rap. Because yeah, I don't think it sounds like because Christian rap is essentially beat speaking Christianity over the beats. It's not taking someone's, it's not taking Chance the Rapper's track and saying, see, he's talking about Jesus there. This is Christian. I'm going to worship him. Because he talks about going to church one time. Um, Such a hate appeal. (laughs) So it's, (laughs) we've taken, so it's almost like taking clay and then making something in reference to Jesus explicitly is different from taking something that's already been made and then repurposing it. Because with rap, you've taken the raw materials and you've made something explicitly for Christ, something explicitly Christian or with Christian themes. But if you were to just take a rap song and try to repurpose it for for a Christian, then that's almost taking a pot. That's literally biting. That's literally biting. Just making a Christian version of a song. It's. Uh, I think that's that's where your comparison more applies. But because rap has always just been about talking about your reality in poetic, you know, rhyming schemes over a beat, you can't say that the content makes it 
um, and worse. But where you're just taking, you know, um, Beyonce's Halo and you're making it a Christian version. I can see your Halo God. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 essentially what God Over Money did with the Make uh, Martyrs in the Making album. But then true, true. <laughs> that's very true because I did well. The, my problem with me, I didn't know a lot of the beats, <laughs> so I just knew the content. I just knew that this is dope. And then someone's like, "Oh, that's J Cole. Oh, that's Drake." And yeah. I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> but so, I feel like um, you also have to take into consideration when these um, things are are like filed. So like Christian Christian rap will never be filed as rap in the same way as a Kendrick or J Cole would. Yeah, it would either be gospel. Or gospel rap, it will never be rap. Now, is that due to the industry, or is that due to us trying to separate ourselves? I think it's a bit of both. It might be a and, bit and of both. And then that's where you have the people that are fighting against that, literally. When then when they take Christ out of their mission statement to try and fit into rap, you know, people complain about it. So, so it's there's the so yeah, they, we've <laughs> taken that that shot was trying to be so subliminal. Um, They've they've taken statues and stuff, repurposed it, given it a different meaning, just so they can have items of art in worship mm. without it being obvious. Mm. And then when Christianity was legalized, a lot of the churches had money. Like mm. there was a lot of rich people in churches, and so they used to commission artists to do Christian art. Mm. But some of the artists weren't Christians; they were just good artists. Mm that was making Christian art. So arguably, and this is where it comes down to, all right, so if, if for centuries, these pieces of work, which have been created by non-Christians, have been a part of Christian worship, then a Kendrick Lamar track can be part of Christian worship. Mm. If it has Christian themes in it. it Stormzy can track can be Christian worship. It can worship. be part of Christian. Because I'm we've had... <laughs> Because we've had, yeah, we've gone over now. We've had, <laughs> we've had, Christ, non Christians make Christian um, art with Christian no, no, themes. No, 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 no. You're, you're drawing a, you're drawing a parallel here that doesn't exist. No, 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 no. Okay, those those were commissioned to make something Christian, like draw the. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Yeah. But then, based Commission, on what you're yeah. saying, you know, yeah. I'm giving you the content to create. Uh -huh. Whereas, no, 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 I'm giving you like I want you to do something so the church is paying you yeah to create a piece of art yeah yeah you're going to create a piece of art that the church actually wants yeah where where even though you are doing that even though you church are current, what? even which though you're not <laughs> which redeemed <laughs> well, i'm sure we can find at least two <laughs> which redeemed my man just went straight to the nigerian dons um <laughs> so nah, yeah. because you're not christian mm. Arguably, like you're not working, you might be working on the unction of the Holy Spirit, mm. but there's the case of these aren't your convictions. Okay, yeah. These aren't fundamentally, these aren't your convictions. You're mm. doing it to get a payslip. Mm. Doesn't yeah. make the work any more less amazing? It doesn't make it, because as I said, these pieces of art have been included in Christian worship for centuries. Do these include white Jesus by any chance? Yes. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> but there's other pieces of work as well mm. that don't necessarily have those content yeah, yeah, in it yeah. and arguably some of the artists were Christians mm. but some of them weren't mm. and mm. so that then for me blurs the lines of damn like 
non-Christians. <laughs> he had to use the Kendrick Lamar album name. Like non-Christians have been making art with Christian themes in it, and they have been so widely accepted mm. in worship that it's it then now blurs the lines as to is there such a thing as Christian art or is there art of Christian themes? Mm. An example, I know that we're out of time, but an example, um, there was a woman who went to church for the first time and she felt God's presence. Mm. And so she created a piece called, um, I felt him touch me and I knew he loved me. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? No. It could be misconstrued. It could be misconstrued. This woman was a prostitute. Okay. That gives it a whole different meaning. Well, I no. felt him touch me and I knew he loved me. What? No. What <laughs> no, you stopped no, 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 saying no, she felt no, God's presence. No, no, no. But li- li- if you know this woman's background and you know this woman's history, yeah. I felt him touch me. And I knew he loved me. <laughs> Does the pastor touch it differently <laughs> to other clients? And and it's it, it's her background. What and did she create? What was it? Was it a song? Was it? No, nah, it, it was a neon sign that was hung in the church. And it just said, "I felt him touch me." And I knew yes. Him. Okay. So because it's it's found in a place of worship, yeah. we've brought this um, understanding to it. God's presence, God's love, which was the basis of it. Yeah. But as soon as you get to understand her background... No, actually, because it just shows that that was a different touch to someone that's been touched before many times could recognise a different mud. touch. Def- definitely. The Def- question is if the pastor was a client or not. That's the only question. <laughs> the th- and if the, the pastor's not the a thing client, is, she's cool. The thing is, like, you are viewing it that way because of your mindset. Hmm. Dirty boy. No, no, that, he, <laughs> he, 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 that's that's no, a clean that's mindset. A clean, that's, that's, that's a clean mindset. But tried it. <laughs> if you walk, if like you saw that mm. in um, Red Light District, it would have a totally different meaning. Of course, of course. And it it, it, it could still be as it, mean, and, yeah, and yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. so context, and so the context, arts, yeah. the person behind it, mm. like. This there was a genuine touch from God, mm. I believe. Anyways, um, the artists who were making the early century um, pieces of art, I don't know if they had that encounter with God as they were making it or not. Mm. But the the reality still stands in that. This for me, anyways, blows the assumption of Christian art mm. and just art with Christian themes, mm. Mm. whether explicitly or implicitly, mm. Christian themes, mm. um, because anyone by the standard which we're judging anyone can make Christian art mm. 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 so yeah um, I don't even know how we got here mm. Um, mm. But yeah. well we're here so let's round up <laughs> thank you for listening guys check out Green Lanterns you know because the Green Lanterns are actually wavy in, in the world of DC once they make a good Green Lantern movie everyone will be on it Fam, DC can't make a good anything <laughs> any movie watching the truth right now oh, unfortunately but check out the is comment is it due to budget or is it just due to lack of creativity <laughs> <laughs> lack of creativity yeah. if I, if I need Cal, they need Carinian to get on that to make a sick film they've just jumped on one bandwagon they've just jumped on the Zack Snyder no the Christopher Nolan Batman bandwagon and they've tried to no. 
they've run that into the ground. Yeah. It's not working for them. Yeah, because you can't make a dark Superman. No, you it, can't. It, it that's just what they've tried to do. It doesn't make sense. Double down on it, and that's the only reason why they're failing. Yeah. Hopefully, I can. Hopefully, I can. Will be good though. They're starting to. They're starting to go light after Wonder Woman had so much success. Yeah, uh, they tried to make Justice League lights and they don't quite work. It's a stupid Flash. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to run. I ain't seen half of these films. Because you're a pagan. All right. Okay. Anyway, so thank you for listening, guys. Um, you can find us at SoundCloud.com forward slash Blacksmiths Furnace No Apostrophe on all good podcast websites, including iTunes, Blacksmiths Furnace with an apostrophe. Apple Podcast, by the way, now. Huh? It's Apple Podcast. It's Apple Podcast. Find us on Apple Podcast. Mm. Twitter at the Furnace UK. Email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Uh, I think that's everything. Any shout outs? You didn't shout out Rude. I noticed last, uh, the last episode. Oh, did I forget? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh my yeah. gosh, sorry. I said, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> shout out to Rude for the intro and outro music. Yeah. Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing logo. Boom. You guys are great. So am I. Humbly speaking, of course. <laughs> Anything? Any, any shouts from anyone? Nah. Nah. Cool. Nah. Then I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. <laughs>